Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. I'm your host. You can reach me if you'd like on Twitter, S-D-R-O-T-A-R, bringing the best in baseball and hockey action. Of course, it is the middle of the summer, so hockey is nowhere to be found. That means it is the middle of baseball season, the dog days of August, perhaps, upon us. And that means we're going to bring in our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great, uh, Sean. We had a fantastic betting day yesterday. It always feels good to come off a, a winning day, both in DFS and in our just regular sports wagers. So I'm um, fingers crossed we can do it again today. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting back to baseball because uh, it, it's not what we're doing here. But I, I dabbled a little bit in the Olympics last night. Some of the uh-huh. uh, favorites on the U.S. in the hurdles and the relay team. And that didn't go as planned. So let's go back <laughs> to something I know, which is baseball. <laughs> let's get back to that. And some and a matchup that we know as well, because we took a look at this one yesterday. So we're going to go back at it. That is the Cleveland Indians versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays looking good. You called it yesterday. Their, their offense is rolling. This is a, a team that's in Cleveland that is kind of fading away uh, in part by design with the trades. Ross Stripling, not exactly an impressive year thus far for Toronto, but he's facing Tristan McKenzie, who's having a worse one. Yeah. And so, again, we're just not going to overcomplicate this. As you said, the Jays have been hot. They have been fantastic at home. It's great for them to be home in Toronto. George Springer is absolutely dialed in. And Ross Stripling has been Okay, he's been better as of late, but that he did have the big blow up versus Boston. But I see the Jays winning this because Tristan McKenzie has given up 13 earned runs over his last 14 innings pitch, including a grand slam to Sebi Zavala. I mean, I just don't see that the Jays not winning this one. So I like the Jays to win here, and I like the run total to be over nine. You know, Cleveland has an almost 28% strikeout rate versus righties this year, and they're only batting 230. So Ross Stripling could have one of his better games today. I see the Jays taking this home again. Yeah, Stripling's still averaging roughly a, a strikeout an inning, 85 and 85 and yeah. a third innings pitched. And, and and I will give this to McKenzie. If you could strike a bunch of guys out, you have a puncher's chance. Now, I'm with you. I don't really think they can get through that Toronto lineup, given the fact that Stripling can get through his. Mm-hmm. But if you have one of those situations where maybe you can get a player prop where uh, it's just the strikeout props for McKenzie, they're probably going to be pretty low because he's uh, 24 years old. He's new to the league. That said... He hasn't had a problem getting guys out via the swing and miss. 79 Ks in 63 and a third innings. I don't think that's enough for him to beat this Toronto team, and I don't expect him to get more than a strikeout an inning versus these guys. But when you have those player props that are pretty low on strikeouts, for knowing that he's facing a good Toronto team, there's a bit of a sleeper there that I'm going to look at. Sometimes when the teams are even expected to lose, there's a couple opportunities to be able to find a little bit of action that makes sense in there as well. Yeah, and that's the same for DFS as well. So when you are on a Fandle slate, for instance, it doesn't cost a lot if they give up a few runs, but you get a lot of bonus for them uh, striking men out. So it's often a good play. For, For DFS for this game, I would basically say any of the Blue Jays are in play here. 
George Springer has been absolutely dialed in lately. He ha- now has 13 homers and only 38 games played. And of course, I always recommend playing Vlad, Simeon, Bichette, and Teoscar Hernandez. But the value play, if you want a value piece of this lineup tonight, is Randall Gritchick, who's only 2,300, and he has 14 home runs this year versus right-handed pitching. Oh, and get on it while you can, because he was mentioned yesterday as well. So uh, heating up, but not everyone's going to be able to to let that go too long. I also like, not a surprise, uh, I'll play a little counter, Jose Ramirez, because there's one thing that has haunted Stripling a little bit. In only 85 innings, he's given up 19 home runs. So that mm-hmm. opportunity for Ramirez to at least get his bat on one, he's got 24 on the year, he's got a lot of pop, as we know. There is a decent chance uh, to counter-program a little bit and pick Jose Ramirez to maybe have a, a decent game and maybe knock one out of the yard as well so we'll move on we are going to go all the way east and a little bit south in this case from toronto to the new york yankees where the yankees take on the visiting mariners i I still here we are almost 120 games into the season i still still don't really know what to make of the new york yankees And I don't really know what to make of the Seattle Mariners, right? I mean, how are they so good all of a sudden? Um, But I do think the Yankees are going to take this by storm. I believe now, I haven't checked this morning, but I believe there's still seven games over 500. Um, They're still a good team. It's just that the other teams in their league are so much better. They're a better team, win percentage-wise, than the New York Mets. But the New York Mets are leading their division, right? So they're they're a little bit up against it. Uh, But I do like New York to win tonight. And I just love this contrarian play for a GPP. They're going to be starting Nestor Cortez, okay? Uh, It's very contrarian, highly risky. But Cortez is only $5,500, and across 32 innings pitched this year, he has a 30% strikeout rate, and he's only given up one home run across 32 innings. So, uh, you know, they're at home. Of course, you want to be afraid of any left-handed bounce in Yankee Stadium, but I don't think there's a lot of – I'm trying to think real quick through the Seattle lineup, but there's not a lot of lefties. So I, I just – I see this being a sneaky, sneaky play. Maybe he only goes five innings, but you could – get a fair amount of points and that allows you to spend up for all the big guys are talking about the Jays and some guys are going to name the next game as well. So I like the Yankees to win this one. I think um, I'm going to take the Yankees to win and over seven and a half total runs in the game. You know, Seattle's going to be starting their new pitcher, Tyler Anderson, also a lefty. Um, I'm going to take that at plus plus one fifteen. On but MGM and bass wise, I think you guys also got to load up with Aaron Judge 320 with eight home runs versus lefty this year. Anthony Rizzo, who's batting 347 with six homers versus Southpaws. But if you take Anthony's Anthony Rizzo's 16 home runs on the year and you put them all in Yankee Stadium, it's 25 because that's short porch and right. Wow. So, yeah, since he's joined the Yanks. Three homers, batting 400, slugging 850. Go ahead and stick Anthony Rizzo in a lineup tonight. Uh, He's good versus lefties, and he's good in that ballpark. And he's just hot right now. I think the Yankees are feeling it. Uh, I don't know why I love the Yankees so much here, but I don't really believe in the Mariners. Um, They've been doing it somehow. I think if the Yankees are, are clicking, they are definitely the superior team here. So is that for Rizzo? Three home runs, 400 plus, uh, did you say 850 OPS? 850 slug. 
Oh, slugging. Slug. Is that is that <laughs> good? That sounds like good. Thirteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems okay. Uh, yeah, it's obviously insane. it is a really good fit. Uh, Tyler Anderson is basically your league average type of pitcher. Exactly. He's not really the guy that's going to step up and have a really good game. Uh, Cortez, another guy like we're talking about, still uh, kind of new to the league. You may not be familiar with him. That's what happens when a guy wears this number with sixty five on his jersey. And uh, still, they're getting more than one strikeout an inning. Thirty nine to thirty two innings. And like you pointed out, one home run during that span. Remember, when we talk about Stripling, and we like Stripling tonight, he'd give it up 19 in 85. Cortez right, has given right. up one in, in almost half as many. So, uh-huh. I mean, that's really, really good. Uh, you brought up how the Yankees are, are a much better team than you think. It's funny, if you get any coverage out of New York, you'd think that, you know, they were the Orioles right now. They are not. Sorry. They're nine games over 500. <laughs> They're plus 13 in run differential. And here's Seattle, seven over 500 and minus 49 in run differential. Exactly. That is that is worse than the Angels. That is worse than the Cleveland Indians, it's basically the same as the Detroit Tigers. They're 600. So some of what Seattle's done does not quite seem to be sustainable. I think that one makes a lot of sense as well. Let them go. Those balls are going to fly tonight in the Bronx. We have one more to take a look at, and then we'll give you a quick recap of particular things we like tonight. We'll do that next on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Jen Piacenti is at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Now we go to, well, look, the, the team that you know the best, the guys that I have to give you some, some, I haven't done it at any of these podcasts, the guys who uh, had their, their championship created by garbage cans to a certain extent. The Houston Astros take on the Minnesota Twins, teams with almost opposite records. The Twins, 45 and 63. The Astros rolling 65 and 43 in an impressive 14 games over 500 at home. Yeah, and uh, a victory over those Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, three to nothing uh, a couple days ago. So, I, you know, I. More than their share of booze. Boy, well, that taking was more than crowd. their fair shares. And then they <laughs> almost fought back last night. You know, Jake Ader- Odorizzi stunk. If he weren't, weren't so stinky yesterday, they would have won punk. that one, too. It was, it was pretty bad. But, you know, and everybody talks about how they cheated, but I'm sorry. First of all, don't get me started. Everybody's <laughs> been cheating in this league. Okay, let's be real. Number two. Wrong. They did not need to cheat to win that World Series, and they proved it. It, it. I think, if anything, it worked against them. These are This is a really good team, and that's what people need to remember. And if you're betting, bet smart. Don't hold anything against them because you're going to lose money. You need to bet on the Astros tonight. Look, the Twins have practically dismantled the rotation. They... They are so pathetic. They got rid of Jay Happ. That's, you know, like, and it's like now we have a guy named Griffin Jacks starting tonight. This is a pitcher with an 18% strikeout rate and an ERA over six versus the team with the most runs scored and the most RBI in the league. So this, I hope. The Astros don't screw this up, but I will say they, <laughs> they have been bad versus teams under 500. They play better versus teams over 500. So I am going to stick that in there. But mostly, I've just got to load up Astros tonight, especially my DFS lineups. Uh, any, all of them, but specifically, Kyle Tucker has been red hot since the All-Star break with six home runs, 18 RBI, and three stolen bases since the All-Star break. And then for a value piece, I love Aledmus Diaz. 
since he's come, come back from the IL, it's been seven games. He's batting 355 with three home runs, and he's 2,800. So that is your value piece there. So I like the Astros to win. You don't get great money. I think they're minus 200. So I'm taking Astros run line minus one and a half in the first five innings. So Astros by at least two runs in the first five innings at plus 100. Griffin Jacks came into the majors this year as a relief pitcher and started in, in early June as a reliever, ends up having to work his way up to starter simply because, like you pointed out, because there really isn't anyone left. So he started in his last few outings that said, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm never picking a guy that has had 26 career innings pitched going into Houston against that offense. No way, shape, or form. Obviously, the, the, when you're looking at the money line, it, it's pretty ugly, so it's not something you can do. But I, I do like the idea of of even taking, quite frankly, that over. I, I, I'm not yeah. scared of it at 9.5. That doesn't bother me at all. I think that there are an, you know enough guys to occasionally – Framber Valdez has been very good – uh, seven and two, three oh one, and he doesn't give up a lot of home runs. But you know, it, it's it's a good hitter's park. But Houston. the bullpen does. So. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. The the bullpen does, and uh, and it's a good hitter's park. So it doesn't take much, especially if the game gets out of hand. That you don't necessarily stress about a couple balls flying out of the yard if Minnesota happens to catch a few. So I kind of like that over under as well. But yeah, this one with Houston. I mean, this is about as good a matchup as you're going to get. Of course, that's the beauty of baseball. It's not necessarily. A guarantee. But let's go back and, and recap what we're looking at. Let's start back in Cleveland and Toronto. Uh, give me one thing that you particularly like. I like the Jays to win. It's just that simple. And I also like the over uh, of nine runs scored. All right. And I love making those combinations, too, because when you have these sort of setups that are so one sided on paper, the fact that you can then kind of catch it all by putting the over and, and tangling those together, I think makes an awful lot of sense. Let's go over to the Yankees where the Yankees take on a surprising record wise Seattle team, but neither of us think they're quite as good as that record indicates. Yeah. I like the Yankees to win this one and a total of over seven and a half runs scored in this game for plus plus one fifteen. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And I also, I'm all over Anthony Rizzo tonight. Totally. Talk about a perfect fit for that Yankees team all over it. We finish up with Minnesota and your maligned Houston Astros. Yes, those actually, cheaters. Yes, those yes. Cheating, had cheating, a, dirty men. Did have a uh, rough game against uh, uh, Max Scherzer, but then again, you know, that's Max it's Scherzer. It's Max Scherzer. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, they ought to win that one. They, they earned that. Uh, that trade was phenomenal and good for them. Um, I like the Astros uh, run line minus one and a half at plus 100 for the first five Innings. So in the first five innings, the Astros will be leading by at least two. There you go. Had a good day yesterday. We're going to try to keep it rolling today. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like. Jen is at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. My name is Sean Drotar. You can catch me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter. We'll be back next week taking a look at some of the best opportunities in baseball. In the meantime, good luck. Have fun. And for Jen Piacenti, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.